Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Well, listen, we've been talking about trusting God, and this week, I really felt like God was like, hey, I want to give you some indicators so you could know whether you're trusting God and these are kind of like, um, kind of like the the test of trust. Like if you can, you could say yes. Point one, yes, I'm there. Point two, yes, I'm there. I'm there. You got to get a checklist because here's what usually happens with God. And remember this: you start this journey, whether it's a promise, a dream, a a plan. We got to understand that once you get this thing going, you're gonna need trust to get to the finish line. When you get a dream and you make a decision, a plan, a promise, a purpose, a, a commitment, a calling, um, a lot of times, too, what happens is when God calls you up, man, I'll tell you, man, that's, that's a step of faith. You know, I was just watching, um, you know, Anley, St- I mean, I was watching um, uh, Charles Stanley, you know, and, and, and it was really good. It was, on, it was on Daystar, I think, yesterday I was watching, you know, because I, I really do like Charles Stanley. I think he was a great man of God. He just went home to be with the Lord. And Andy and Louis Giglio were like, you know, because they're best friends. I don't know. Louis Giglio is like Passion City. And Andy, these guys got like metropolis churches. They sat under Dr. Stanley. And Andy was talking about the story of watching his father walk by faith. I had the privilege to watch Kenneth Hagin Jr. talk about his dad. Kenneth Hagin Jr. said this in the pulpit. It said this. He said, I never seen my father walk out of love a day in his life. How many of you know that's a great testimony? I do not have that confession in my house. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I, I, but these guys, and I remember what Andy Stanley says. Andy Stanley's got Buckhead Church. That's a monster. Louis Giglio was blowing it up. So they sat under Dr. Stanley, you know. And I, Andy Stanley said this. He said, I watched my dad. Because a lot of people don't notice. I didn't even notice. He was like, before he got to Atlanta, he was, he was taking these churches, and he, was, he would grow. He went to Bartow, went to Miami, went here, went there. And he said, we would move and walk by faith. And I was like, man, that what a testimony of trust. And he said, Atlanta was the biggest one. It's funny how you got to trust God at another level, sometimes for your greatest assignment. He said, that one, we didn't have a parsonage. We were associates. We had to do this. And I thought, I said, look at this guy. And he said, we trusted God and took a step of faith. You know what's crazy when you trust God and take a step of faith? You gotta usually leave something behind. That's hard. You know what I mean? Like, you leave the comfort behind. You leave, like, the familiar behind. You leave people behind. And that's not bad because sometimes what happens is to go where God wants to take you, you can't take everybody with you. It's okay. But it's gonna take trust. Does that make sense? You have to trust them. And it's easy to say, yes, Lord, but then when you put the steps to it, man, it really kicks in. So I was thinking about this. It kind of seems like once you get this thing going, it seems like sometimes God puts you in the waiting room. And that's when you usually try to start figuring out ways to pull this off. But how many know you don't get to really pull it off, you just get to be obedient? Because you don't know what's going on. You just take the step of faith. Trusting God for his timing is important, and resting in the Lord is really, 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 really important. 
So God gave me four things I really felt for you that I want you to look at and say, hey, am I there? Well, whatever, whatever prayer project you got, whatever faith step you got, whatever you're believing God for, maybe it's a dream, maybe it's a purpose, maybe it's a plan, maybe it's your ministry, maybe it's your family, maybe it's a lost loved one, I don't know, maybe it's just the promise from heaven, maybe just the call of God on your life, or maybe just you're just figuring out God. I want you to know this, that these indicators will really let you know whether you're trusting God or not, and if you're not there, it's okay. We're gonna make the adjustments to get you there by faith. Is that okay? Because if you're trusting God, these indicators are gonna be like checklists. You know, I don't know about you, but like sometimes, you know, when your car is a little bit goofy, so the first thing you do when you bring your car and they put it on a diagnostic machine and they start going through the checklist to make sure everything's working properly in that vehicle so they could find out how to fix it. Sometimes it doesn't look like maybe we're right where we need to be. We got to make some adjustments to make sure, hey, maybe we're not running just as efficient as we can because we haven't done the checklist to make sure, hey, let me just check my trust checklist and see if I got those boxes checked off before we start getting over there and going, hey, why am I kind of a little up and down with this? Let's ask that we kind of solidify the checklist and go, yep, I got it. Point number one is this. If you're entering into rest, you found the place of trust. Write it down. Trust will lead you to rest. So you gotta ask yourself, am I really rested? Because if you're not, you're probably maybe not trusting. Now, what do I mean by resting? I don't mean you're not moving. I just mean it's settled internally for you. I'm, I got rest there. You ever not have rest? Feel like you're on a hamster, like on a wheel, just running, 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 running internally? Maybe not doing something physically, but inside, you haven't been settled down yet. And you feel like, man, I'm not resting yet. Faith says it enters into rest. Trust enters into rest. And if you're not rested in that thing right now, I didn't say you're not moving, but are you really resting on the inside? Is it settled internally yet? If you haven't found rest with it yet, you probably haven't tapped into trust. Look what he says here. He says, this is what the Holy Spirit says. If you would only listen to the voice today of God, don't make him angry by hardening your heart like your ancestors did during the days of rebellion when they were tested in the wilderness. Now here's what you gotta know. Sometimes when you start these projects, you get tested. You know what I mean? Now, God doesn't test you for failure. God just wants to test you for promotion because he never wants to give you something too big. Remember we read that scripture last week? With every test, with every trial, he made sure he checked out the severity of it. He brought the timing of it. So if it's in front of you, you can handle it. But here's the question. Am I rested there yet? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean on the inside? Like, whoo, okay, it's good. It don't look good, don't sound good, don't feel good, but I'm good. You know what I'm saying? You can't walk by sight. I'm talking about walking by faith. Have you settled on the inside like, I'm good? Somebody's like, how do you do that? Well, you, I'm gonna show you. Don't make him angry by hardening your hearts. Your fathers tested me and tried my patience even though they saw the miracles. They still doubted me. They wander in their hearts just like they do with their feet. Look at verse 10 and they refuse to learn my ways. That's, that's strong. Look at this. Did you get that? My heart grieved over them, so that I never enter into the calming rest of my spirit. 
In verse 11, he says, the only way to gain this rest is from the Holy Spirit. Once you get to faith and trust, the Holy Spirit kicks in and gives you the rest. Nothing might change. Situations might not change. Circumstances might not change. Reports might not change. Doesn't make a difference. But on the inside, you know, hey, I got rest in this thing. You know when you're unsettled. You know when you're not solid. And you know when you're struggling with something or your mind dealing with something a little bit longer than you need to. And you haven't had a rest in this thing. Like, okay, I, and you also know when, hey, the enemy's throwing stuff at you, but you're like, no big deal. I know who's got it. That's how you got to guide this thing out. You got to say, hey, am I really rested in this thing? Because if you're not rested, guess what you're going to be? You're going to have more than chaos. You're going to be like that hamster on that wheel going, what? Now watch this. When you enter into rest, you're trusting God. When you're not in rest, you're trusting yourself. How am I going to get out of this? What am I going to do? What am I, come on, you're staying up at night trying to figure it out. That's what he's talking about. Don't harden your heart and try to figure out your own way of doing this thing. You might be in the waiting room just for a little bit, but God's got you. Enter in the rest and notice that if God started it, he's going to finish it. Come on. He's got you. Amen? Now, you might not. How's he going to do it? Who knows how he's going to do it? He's God. He might just show up in the nick of time and show up. Come on, somebody, right? He might just get you out. You don't know how, but he's going to do it. Amen? All I know is this. He said he's going to undo it. He's going to undo it. Don't try to figure out the details because guess why? Once you start getting there, you start entering your own, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. What are you going to do? You can't do nothing. Just enter into rest. So whatever you do, fight to enter into this rest because it's important. Because you got to remember this. This is big. Oh, this is so good. Can we put that? Kaylee, I didn't use this in the early service, but I want you to look at the Passion, Proverbs 19, 2 and 3. Wow. Wow. Write this down. This is so good. Proverbs 19, 2 and 3. Take your time. She's going to get it there. But this is good. The best way to live is with revelation knowledge, for without it, you'll grow impatient and run right into error. Don't get impatient, enter into rest. Amen? Impatience produces error because you're moving too fast. Because I'm trying to get out of this season. Now, let me explain something to you. Now, this is what I call this. You got to be okay living with open browsers. You know when you open your browser, it stays open? You know what I'm saying? Boy, I just want, man, I cannot stand not finishing it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to finish it now. I don't want to leave. It's like waiting for a baby, right? You got to wait nine months. Glory to God. Can't we just pop this thing out in a week? Let's go. Nine, all the moms are like, slow down, Pastor. But you know what I'm saying? It's like nine months. You ain't going nowhere, bro. Four months in, you ain't going nowhere. You got to just wait for the process, Right? I got this open browser. God, can we just close this out? No. And you got this open. Oh, man. I sat with people. We, oh, God. I got the one dude. We got to go to court, right? It wasn't their fault. This is going to be a four-year project. You know what it takes to stay in faith for four years? And you can't speed it up. And that joker's coming back every three weeks in your head. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh, my God. I know the rodeo before we started, guys. Look, I've been there. With these guys. You got to hang. Then you got to go. Get, are you good? We're going to be good? We're going to be okay? Why? Because you got to realize some things just don't stop in a day. You got to. How are you going to stay in rest for four years? That's what you're learning. I can trust him. There's going to be some open projects. He's not going to get done in a week. It's going to take time. But he's just as faithful day one 
as he is four years from now. But don't become impatient, because the minute you get an impatience, you can wait three years, 11 months, and 20 days, and screw the whole thing up with a mistake, because you got impatient at the last minute. Enter into rest. Chill. He got you. Relax. It's going to be okay. Look what it said in the next verse here. 13. Right? Oh, sorry. There are some people who run their own lives, sorry, ruin their own lives, and then blame it on God. Leave that up there. That was the back end of that scripture. He's like, oh, yeah, now you're blaming God because you got impatient, and now you jacked up your life, and you're like, hey, God, what did you do? God's like, why didn't you still wait? Don't go creating Ishmael because you're hanging on this promise. All. I can tell you exactly why Abraham jacked it all up. And why? Because they had to wait too long for the real promise to show up. They got tired of waiting, so they did something in impatience that produced an Ishmael, which is a problem to this day. Why? Because I'm so tired of waiting for my promise from God. How many of you got in some jacked up relationships because you were too busy waiting for the promise of God? Don't give me too loud an amen. You know what I'm saying? How many of you created some junk you shouldn't have created because you were waiting for God for too long? Come on, man, right? Chill out. Rest. Everybody say rest. Look at your neighbor. Say, you resting? Look at the other neighbor. Say, you resting? You got to be resting, man. Just chill. It's going to be all right. You know, you got to be cool. Be cool with Jesus. You know, be cool with Jesus. Like, Jesus, I know you got me. Chill. Point number two, look at this one right here. Man, trust is going to give you what? Mind peace. Have you found peace? Now, let me say something about peace. Man, this peace that these guys are pushing does not mean you don't have any. Peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is being able to stay what? Calm and consistent in the midst of them. Because people think, oh, when all my problems go away, I'm going to have peace. Eh. In the midst of the problems and the chaos, you can have peace if you keep your heart and mind stayed on him. Now, that's not simple. That's somewhere we have to work to. Is that okay to say you work to achieve it, per se? Okay? Look what he says here. Amp. Amplifies this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, take pleasure in him. Again, I say what? Rejoice. Let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, your unselfishness, your mercy, your talents and patience be known to all people. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious and worried about anything. Well, that's nice. How do we do that? But in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. And the peace of God. That peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding. That peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Finally, whatsoever thing is true, honorable, worthy of respect, whatever is right, conformed by God's word, pure, wholesome, whatever is lovely, brings peace, whatever is admirable, good repute, and is what? Excellent. Anything like that worthy, but continually think on these things and center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. These things which you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in daily life. And the God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you. Here's the key. He said, don't be anxious, don't be worried. He said, but with every single prayer, 
at Thanksgiving. Here's the key. Grab this for a moment. Man, Pastor Chris, I don't know if I'm walking in peace. Here's my first question. Are you prayerless about that stuff? Because it seems to me if you use the process of prayer in Thanksgiving, peace should be your reward. So here's my problem. The thing's making me anxious or worried or concerned. Have you put it into prayer and given it to God and then thanked him for it? Because he said this, he said, but your petitions be given unto me, right? You want to see it? What was it? It was verse, it was verse, uh, here, I'll find it right here. Look, look at this, verse four, six. Don't be anxious and worried about anything, but in everything, circumstance and situation, by prayer and thanksgiving, make your request and give it to God. So next time you're, you're, you're mind dealing or you're carrying it or what are we gonna do? You gotta take that care Come on, make it a prayer and leave it with God. We're, prayer, thanksgiving, leave it in God's hands and what do you do? Just keep thanking him. So here's my question. Don't get mad at me, don't throw nothing, but here's the thing. If you don't have peace about it, I'm gonna ask you a question. Did you really pray about it? Because until you pray about it and give it to God with thanksgiving, guess what you're gonna have to do? You're gonna have to figure it out. But the only way to gain real true peace is what? Give it to the Lord, because guess what? You can't do nothing about it, but he can. You see it? So how do I gain peace? Now let me tell you something about this. Whoever said this, I like to find them and slap them. Because they said, follow after peace, brother. Every single project I ever did that was outside of my ability to do it, there was no peace to be found. It was a living nightmare. Remember when you started the company? Did you feel peace? No, I felt the Antichrist. How about you? Are you here? Has anybody, has anybody taken a step of faith? Anybody in here? Anybody, anybody in here ever taken a step of faith? Anybody? Come on. Okay, now be honest. Did you really feel tremendous peace when you took that step of faith? Did anybody? Any hand go up? Like, it's okay. You can be honest. It's the house of God. God knows when you're lying. Like, I went for it. Okay, here, I, here, I, here, here, here. I, let me receive me. I started the church. Did I feel peace? No, no, no peace. Matter of fact, the God, this is the truth. You want to see how bad this was? I'm going to tell no, no, I'm going to tell you, you don't even know. I start the church, right? We're Liz, P.L., right? We're going to come in this building. I walked into the restroom. I don't need to tell you what I was doing in the restroom. I wasn't resting. And when I went to the restroom, you know how they put the newspaper? That's a hot ticket item now. They stick a newspaper. It usually has sports. You ever been there? Guys know what I'm talking about. All the girls are like, there's newspapers in there? Yeah, we have newspapers. It's awesome. Because like, while you're in front of your, you know, your urinal, right, you have a newspaper. Hopefully it's ESPN. You thought God would be gracious, right? Maybe it would be ESPN for me. Maybe we, we ain't even in the building. It, here's the newspaper from the news journal. I go, this is wonderful, right? So I walk in, I'm you know, minding my own business, we're gonna get ready to do this, we're actually at lunch talking about what we're gonna do. And on the newspaper is a picture of somebody we're getting ready to go get in business with. Yeah, and it wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, this is a great new project they're starting. And I go, you got to be kidding me. And I go, God, I'm crazy. This dude's in the newspaper. It's not good. How many of you know right now, I, I forgot why I was there? Because now I'm just reading the material. I'm not really there thinking about anything else. And I go, I'm crazy. This is nuts. 
I'm not doing it. God says, yes, you are. I said, you got to be crazy. You're nuts, God. The guy's in the newspaper. He said, I got it. You think I felt peace? Are you crazy? I felt insanity. But I said, okay, in the midst of the chaos, let's do it. It worked out. Whoever's telling you follow peace sounds good, real cute. I don't know how you get there. I think you learn through trial and error, but you get the gist of it. If you take a step of faith, the only thing that's going to be screaming is fear. That's the truth. And you got to be able to find peace in the midst of fear. That's why peace is not the absence of the storm. It's the ability to still do what God called you to do in the midst of it. Come on, baby. You got to be able to do it anyway. You see it? You got to remember that, right? Number three, guess what? Boom, here you go. If you're going to do this thing, you're going to need an I don't care mentality. <laughs> I don't care. You know, I remember Brother Copeland said this. Remember, like, people say, hey, take care. Brother Copeland's like, I ain't taking no care. <laughs> right? That was a big thing back in the day. We were, we were watching over the confession. It's true. Right? I teach you that stuff. But get, you ever ask somebody to take care, buddy? And like, nope, I ain't taking no care. Don't, don't, no, 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 no. Don't take no care. You ever get blamed for not being, care, like, having too much care? You ever get that one? Like, you're, you're, you know, what do they usually say to you when you don't take care? You're irresponsible. You know what I mean? Right? Come on, man. You know what I'm talking about. You're so irresponsible. Why? Because I'm not going to worry about it? Why? Because I'm not going to take care for it? You got to get an I don't care mentality. Not in a weird way, but I, I remember Brother Hagin tell that story. Man, it was a cold night in the Hagin house. You know, Miss Aretha was asking him because, you know, he was, he was wild in faith, you know, Brother Hagin. And Brother Hagin, he was like talking about something he was going to do. And Miss Aretha looked at Brother Hagin and said, Brother Hagin, she said, Kenneth, I don't even think you'd care if me and the kids dropped dead right here. He goes, what good's worrying going to do about it? <laughs> How many you know it was a cold night in the Hagin house that night, but he didn't tell us all about that side. He just said, what good's worrying going to do about it? And he was, he was the, the kindest man you ever seen in your life. What was he trying to tell you? What, what am I going to do? I ain't going to worry. Basically, it was like, you know, you're trying to figure out faith. You know what I mean? We just were with those guys. They were like walking by faith. You know, Pastor Dave said something so good. Dave Craig made me laugh, man. He was cracking me up. I, I laughed so hard. He said, we used to eat air bologna. I said, what do you mean? What? He goes, yeah. He goes, we were walking by faith and living by faith, and sometimes we didn't have food. And he said, my dad was giving and believing, and, you know, everybody sees everything you built, but nobody knows the story of how you got there. That's the thing, right? Said we were giving to Brother Cope, we were doing that. And he said, my dad one time said, well, what did we got? We got anything to eat? And it was like, there was nothing there to eat. And he said, well, praise be to God. Everybody, just, just thank God for the bologna sandwiches. He said, he said, okay, now eat it. And he's like, eat what? Eat air? And he was like, yep, eat it and chew it. He was like, some of you call this like bad, you know, like, this, no, this is, this is faith. I know it sounds like it's crazy, but this is how you got to walk by faith and not by sight. You got to see it before it shows up. How many of you know they ain't, eating, they ain't eating no air bologna now, glory to God, right? Nobody sees this stuff. But you get what I'm saying? That would almost seem ludicrous as a parent with your kid. He knew his dad was crying on the inside. Why? Because he understood what? He understood that. I know I'm going to provide a better life, but God's going to provide a better life. You got to walk through this mess sometimes when the doctor says you're going to die. When they got one right now, they said, well, it don't look good. I said, tell them they're going to live and not die. Glory to God. Somebody's got to have faith. Somebody's got to believe. Somebody's got to expect. It's got to be you. Well, I don't want to eat no air bologna. 
Nobody does. But sometimes you got to walk through it. You think you feel peace in that when your kids are looking at you like, what are we going to do, Dad? Believe God. Those kids will never forget that. Dad, you crazy. My kids think I'm nuts. Well, you know what? They've seen God move. They've never seen God not come through. Somebody got to be able to walk on that tight wire. Say, God can do it. How's he going to do it? I don't know if he's going to do it. You know what I'm saying? You got to have Pete. Come on, man. I don't care, man. I don't care what I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. Don't care what they say. Believe my God. Come on. You got to get there. You got to get to that place. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the bank said. I don't care what you. And then some of you, I don't care what the family says. I don't care what grandma says. God bless grandma. I don't get mad. Grandma mad, but you know what I'm saying. Grandma, God's going to move. You know what I'm saying? Some of you got family, they fight you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? They give you a little bit of the business. Look what it says right here. Calm down. You know I'm preaching better than your amen to me. 1 Peter 5 and 6. Yeah, you know, I just had a, you know what I'm saying? I can't go tell my family, man, I believe God for healing. They all believe that. Well, don't share everything, but guess what you, 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 this, you got on a roller coaster, bro. You're like, you're like, how in the heaven? She brought you here, bro. I don't know. It was a, she called, you, 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 you're just stuck. You just go with her. You know, you just, uh, you know, next time I see you in the deli, I'll be calm, man. I promise I won't start preaching up in there, but I'm telling you, right? But no, I'm being serious, right? You come in this world, man. This is like, we eat, you know, walk by faith and do all this. This is, this is a rodeo ride, man. You got to get to, I don't care. You can't take care. If you, this is so good. This scripture is so good, right? If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. Somebody shout in tongues. What? He will exalt you if you leave the timing in his hands. How many of you want to leave the timing in your hands? Boy, I do. You know, I told God the other day, I said, God, you know, if your faith is now, why don't you catch up? <laughs> you all don't talk to God right. I can talk the way I want to talk. He'll straighten me out. I'm being serious. If faith is now, why don't you, why don't you get with now? Because I'm in the test, and I don't like it. I've been pressure tested, you know? You see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. It is now, but you got to walk by faith and not by sight. It don't work. And yeah, I'm a mess, Miss G. He looks over the guardrail of heaven. The other day, I told him, I looked up in the sky. I said, I hope you don't think I'm not going to believe. I hope you don't even think. Don't even think I'm not going to believe. Because I definitely going to believe. Because I know what pleases God. Hebrews 11:6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. But he who comes to him must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So God's greatest desire is to be believed. So even when it looks like everything's whack. Just be standing bright like this. I believe you. Sing a song. I believe. Yeah. Brothers, don't you ever not not believe. I've done this. In my head, I've had doubt, but my mouth's got faith. In my head, I had doubt, but my mouth's full of faith. Don't speak what's in your head. That's what the problem is the rookies. They're all emotional responders. Yes, they are. You know that? 
Rookies are emotional. You don't know what you believe. You know why? Because I just had this conversation with somebody. Well, I can believe God. You ain't never walked away. You enter in a room with certain things, you ain't going to leave. Don't go in there till you're ready. Whoa! This is where the rookies, rookie, rookies let their words come out of their mouth. Yeah, don't, don't be a rookie. You know what I'm saying? Now, listen, oh, we all did it at home, but you get better at this. I'm, I'm taking you to another level. Like, what do you mean? If you have emotional response coming out of you, you're still a child. You haven't developed. Okay, it's going to get real quiet in here. Let's just get it over with, because some, some of you live with an, an emotional baby. It's going to get rough. Don't amen. Let me just get it out and get it over with. You're living with an emotional baby, and your problem is this. You're too afraid to tell the truth. What, oh, trust me. Ask my wife. She was not an emotional baby, but there was conversations we ain't going to have no more because there are only going to be faith conversations in this place. And if you want to go have a meeting outside of there, go have it with God. Don't have it with me. Why? Because we ain't never doubted God a day in our life. And she doesn't never doubt him. I'm not going to doubt him. And don't mention no doubt in this house. And if you want to have unbelief in your mouth, guess what you're going to have out of me? You're not going to have agreement. Because I don't care what you think. You want to have a private conversation, that's great. But it ain't been any confession of my faith or yours. That's when you as a husband and wife go have a quiet meeting in your prayer chamber and go, we ain't going to talk like that around them kids. And we sure ain't going to talk like that around one another. Because we faith people. And I'll drop dead with the word of God in my mouth and God can resurrect me from the dead before I'm going to say something that looks like unbelief. Oh, I want to go to church. Yeah? Sign up. Let's go. I'm just telling you how you get there. I just want to tell you, I want to, I got to get this out of my, no, 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 no. There's some things you don't need to get out of your chest and out of your mouth. Take it to your prayer time. Cry. You come out with faith. You don't waffle and you don't wobble. You know what I'm saying? That's serious conversations, man. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. And you guys are doing it. What do you mean? Well, if you're, what did I tell you last week? If your emotions are coming out of your mouth, you are, you are, you are, you're, you're, that immaturity does not breed faith. It breeds setback, and we got to go back through this test again. And I ain't going over this test. I hate school. I hated the test. I hated everything about it. I don't like tests, and I don't want to go back over this. Let's get it right the first time. Come on, man. Don't say that. You know what I'm saying? That helps you in your relationship because we're not going to have disagreement. See what I'm saying? You got to have some serious conversations, man. You know what I'm talking about. Is that okay? I'm just teaching you the truth. You all right? Everybody okay? Well, I don't want to have that conversation. Because we have that conversation, we're going to have a problem up in here. And I don't want to be, no, 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 no. No, you got to put your big boy pants on and big girl pants on and have the faith conversation. You know what I'm saying? Everybody with me? It ain't easy, guys, but guess what? This is how we get it. Now, listen, I understand we're going to communicate, but we got to confess. Nobody's not being, like, you know, God is felt with the feeling of our infirmities, our weaknesses. Tell God. Well, what's our confession going to be? What the Bible says. The word of faith which we preach. You don't let nothing come out of your mouth but faith. And then everybody Christian, well, you Christians are in denial. We ain't in denial, we're in faith. I'm calling for something not. I don't want to call what I see. I don't want what I see. What I see is not what I want. That's why I'm calling for what I want. I'm not saying what I got. I'm saying what I want it to be. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, we're going to say this. I ain't saying that. Well, you lying. No, I'm not. I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. Are you with me? I'm preaching way better than everybody's amen to me. I'm not picking on you. I'm not rebuking you. You know what I'm saying? You sick, you got to call for heal. Come on, you broke, you got to call for rich. This marriage is jacked up, you got to call for what? We got the marriage God talked about. Come on. This relationship's jacked up. We got those kids are hell bent. Well, guess what you got to call them? You got to call them what you want them to be, not what you see. I don't want to do that. Come on, man. These are the principles you live by. And when you trust God, you don't quit. I don't see it. I'm so shot out, I don't care what I see. You got to get beyond sight and have vision. Vision and sight are two. Everyone, now listen to me. This could, everyone has been given the ability to have vision, but not everyone has been given the view. Everybody has the ability to be given sight, but not everybody has the ability to see vision. We have natural eyes that see, but can you see vision with the spirit eyes? It's different. Caleb and Joshua had that kind of stuff. We see beyond what everybody else sees. Four, what was it, 3.5 million children of Israel, whatever, some theologian don't know that, Google it, Siri will tell you. All those spies, all that land, 3 point something million, I think it's 3.5 million here or there. 3.5 million people believe something different than two guys. Caleb and Joshua say something completely different than 3.5 million people, and they go for it. You tell me everybody's going to see this? You might be the only two. They had the capacity to have vision and ability to understand what God said way beyond the people that just saw what sight. All they saw were giants and lost cities and stuff we cannot have. And all the while, God said it's theirs. So you're going to have to understand it's a process to get yourself to see like that. Is that okay? Yes. Okay? You got that? Don't let it come out of your mouth, man. Keep it, keep it connected. I know. You say, Pastor, where do I bring this? In your prayer time. Prayerlessness is our biggest problem. Don't talk to God in your closet. Complain about everything there. Look, pour out all your worries and stress upon him. Seven. Come on, man. You're doing this thing. First five. Yeah, you see that? Pour out all your what? Upon who? And what are you doing them? Leave them there because he tenderly cares for you. Tell him in your prayer closet. Don't make it the confession of your life. Man, I got to go. Take a time. Go in the garage. All you guys, you live in the garage. Go in the garage. Walk around and say, God, this stinks. Let it rip. Ain't nobody hearing you. Ladies, go in your prayer time. I'm this. I'm worried. I'm concerned. I don't understand. God, where you at? Blah, 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 blah. Go and let it out. Then when you come out of there, come out there like Superman. You know what I mean? Go be Clark Kent behind closed doors and walk out and be Superman and just talk faith. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Just talk faith so bold and so loud, so strong and so like you, you, like you got it together. Why? Because you do. Look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. Pour it there, leave it there. Be well balanced and alert because your enemy is walking around like a luring lion. He's a mess. He don't stop. He's a pain. So what do you got to do? Outlast him. Let your faith outlast your enemy. Point number four, last one, right up there. Woo! I got to become worry-free. I'm not worrying about it. Right? I'm not worrying about it. You ever been there? What are you going, what's worrying going to do? Worry and sin. Worry is a sin. You know why? Because it's outside of faith in God. Pray, believe, expect, thank, and then don't worry about it. I'm worried about it. Why? 
You worried about it? Cast your cares. Leave him his prayers. Leave me alone. Don't worry about it. Everybody, and when you don't worry, everybody, you know, some of you are professional worriers. You know what I mean? Like you got a PhD in worrying. I was just with somebody the other day, and they, they like, you could tell, like, they're very, um, how would you say, like structured. You know, like somebody that's really got an attention to detail. You know what I mean? And they look at everything that can go wrong. And every because they're looking to get it right, so they're looking at everything that can go wrong. And because they're so concerned about what can go wrong, they worry that it won't go right. You got people like that in your life? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what if this and what if that and what if the this and what if the that? I, I, the older I'm getting, the goofier I'm getting. Like, you know, like I don't, I don't worry. Like the other day we were like this. I was like, whatever. I'm walking around like a, I'm walking. I used to run this time. I'm like, yeah. You know, I don't know. Is, you get, is this what happens when you get older? I don't know, man, but I'm there, bro. I'm like, I used to be like, in there, oh, no, the plane will wait for me. I'm stupid now. I'm like, she's like, what do you mean? I said, you know, she wasn't really talking about it. I was like, oh, no, I'm not living a hurried life. The plane will wait. I'll get there. Why am I not here? I don't, I don't know. Something's just, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to run, and it's, if it's there, it's going to be there. Just, I mean, everything worked out. But, you know, it's everything. It's like everything. I'm not worried about it. What if the world, I don't know, what, are we, what am I, what's worrying going to add? Is worrying going to add anything to it? You get what I'm saying? What can go wrong? 90,000 things can go wrong, you know? But I'm not going to worry about it. Something happens, we'll work it out. You know, it's always the worst the first time you hear it, ain't it? Like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And like 10 minutes later, you're like, it's easy, chill, relax. You know what I mean? But here, look at this scripture. I stand silent to listen for the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me. For God alone has become my savior. He alone is my safe place. His wraparound presence always protects me, for he is my champion defender. Remember this one? We used it before. There's no risk of failure with him. So why would I let worry paralyze me even when troubles multiply around me? Oh my God, don't let it paralyze you, man. Chill. You're going to be so cool. You know, you got, some of you going to get so cool. You're going to be so cool. You're going to be cool, cool. You know, like it's blowing up. You're like, chill, man, I got it. Like, how are you so cool? You just have me screaming. <laughs> you know, you ever have stuff go wrong? You just, you just, go, you just go off. You know, like you lost it. You're like, yeah, I don't know, something stupid. You're like, why does that, why does the toaster work? Stupid toaster, piece of junk. You ever just lose it about something stupid? Nobody ever done it? You guys are lying in church? It's okay. Like my ceiling fan, everybody loved that ceiling fan. I'll let you know if I rip something else out of the wall. You know what I mean? Like I was done. I was like, I told her before I started, I said, this is going to be a piece of junk. I know it's a piece of junk. First thing I asked, where'd you get it? She goes to Amazon. I go, it's junk. It's junk. It's going to be junk. Because it's not going to have the right day, and it's going to be junk. And I was right there. Man, I was like, this is not happening. Bob, that thing was done. I think I gave it to James. James, I gave you that fan, didn't I? Did it work? Oh, well, get it done, because I don't know how to work it. So <laughs> uh, it's at his house. God bless it. It ain't staying in my house. What happens is what? That pressure hits you, and you had enough? Then you'll tell him what will happen. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. What's worrying going to do? Ain't going to add to, ain't going to take away. And you want another thing? You're not rational when you're worrying. 
Everything's what can go wrong. Well, what if it goes right? What if this happens? It's fear is what it is. It's a form of fear. What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? Nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. Who knows what's going to happen? What if this? What if that? What if this? What if that? What a way to live. You know what I'm saying? I'm not picking on you. I love you, right? But some of you got a worry mentality. Stop worrying. Some of you got a care. Here's my thing. One was the first one. If you're trusting God, you got rest. Are you rested? Are you settled about this thing yet? If not, go back and revisit it. God, I got to settle this once and for all. What was two? Come on. Peace. You got peace? Come on, man. Do I really got peace? Now, I told you, peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is not the absence of chaos. Peace is being able to function in the middle of this stuff. That's, you're becoming a professional when you get there. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, that ain't easy, but you can do it, right? Because this is like organized chaos. How do you stay peaceful? What do you do? You, you just hang on to truth. And if you got peace, then what's the thing? I'm not taking care. So am I car- carrying my cares? You got to cast your cares. He cares for you, remember? Once and for all. But maybe I got to be more prayerful because he said if I make my cares prayers, I could leave them with him. And the next thing is what? Right? I don't care. Right? How many got rid of I don't care? What care? What do you mean you take care? Now, that's not being rude. Like somebody comes to you and tells you your heart's so you're like, I don't care. <laughs> that's rude. You know what I'm saying? But if somebody's really going through something, you can't carry care for long. You know what you do? So what you start doing. And now listen, I didn't want to be rough on, on, on some of you in the house, you know what I mean? Because like, man, I'm living with somebody. They're worrying all the time. Say, hey, you know what we're going to do, babe? Let's just pray about it. I can see where you could be concerned about that. Let's just pray. Let's pray right here, right now, and let's not think about that anymore. Let's give it to God. Become instant in prayer. Because there's some stuff. I get it, guys. Listen, man, I'm not trying to be a jerk because I love you, but you know what I'm saying? Some of you are too stinking emotional because you just want to be flapping at the pie hole and spitting all this stuff out, and now it's undoing. You got to go back through this stuff. Learn, man. Like, don't say nothing. It's like God's watching. You know, like God can hear everything. You know, like, don't say it. He's going to hear you. Let's just whisper when we're in bed. God don't hear there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this, shh, tell me in my ear. He can't hear. Like, I'm really freaking out. Yeah, me too, but don't tell God. All right, I won't tell God. You don't tell God either. All right, good. Let's just get in faith. All right, we got in faith. All right, good. Let's just, don't tell the kids. All right, we got it. Amen. Come on, man. Like, have those quiet, but don't be, like, you know, in front. Like, don't be blowing it out, man, because it's going to be a mess. And what's the last one? Don't worry. But what if something goes wrong? Hey, it might go wrong. Take a step of faith, believe God, use the process, and go like this. Hey, you know what? If it goes wrong, he knew that was going to happen too. And if it gets bad, he knew that was going to happen. And if there's things we don't understand, we don't have to understand. We're just going to trust them anyway. And if things don't look like they worked out the way they're supposed to, we're going to trust them anyway. What are we going to do anyway? Might as well just trust God. And as long as we stay in this place of trust, we're going to stay in this place of truth. We're going to change our life forever. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these guys. They're doing tremendous. They're walking by faith and not by sight. They're walking in a brand new level what you have for them. So, Father, right now, I thank you for leading them, guiding them, and helping them supernaturally for everything they're doing. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. And thank you, Lord, for them walking in the next level of trust greater than ever before. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and everybody said amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. 
If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.